Well, hello, and welcome back to the podcast this week in Fakeball. Uh, today is, what, January the 15th, 2023, and this is episode 39 of uh, your favorite podcast and mine, the only regularly scheduled RBA podcast, and uh, it is mid-January. Like I said, this is episode 39. I am your host. GM, CEO, CFO, and all the rest of the Arizona Greenbacks, Jeff Hobbs, and your defending RBA champion for like another month or two, I guess, a couple, couple more months. And um, what are we going to talk about today? We're going to talk about a few things. We're going to start off in the year 2022. That's right. Uh, well, the RBA season 2022. So the current season. And uh, I waited a while because I wanted to give some people a chance to update the league on this, but uh, I haven't heard anything. Maybe I missed it. I don't know. Anyway, uh, as some of you probably know, the other first round playoff series was played uh, maybe a week ago, week and a half, not sure. Anyway, um, just to refresh your memories, the first first round playoff series that got played was uh, Berea winning over, I don't know, Dunedin, I guess. And Berea is going to the uh, RBA championship as a result of that. And uh, so the other first round playoff series is Susquehanna versus Elm Grove. Now I'll let, I'll let whoever's job it is to fill in the details, fill in the details. So I'll just, I'll, I'll, I guess, uh, I'll just give the results. Um, Susquehanna defeated Elm Grove. Now these were two absurdly good teams. Uh, just two, like literally two of the best teams in RBA history. I had Elm Grove as actually the better team, uh, but that is no slight on Susquehanna. Susquehanna had a, a, a beyond a great team. To call them a great team is a bit of an understatement. Uh, anyway, they did defeat Elm Grove. And so we're going to have a championship series of Berea against Susquehanna, two of the newer coaches in the league. I mean, Mike Capados has been with us for a little while now, but relatively speaking, he is, I guess, something of a newbie even still. A uh, little bit of history for you. So Mike Capados joined the league in RBA 2015. He just finished managing his uh, eighth season uh, in the league, and he won a championship in 2017. He, he beat me in the first round of the playoffs that year. But this franchise, the Berea franchise, has actually won three titles under three different managers and three different team names. In fact, the Berea Bombers franchise was the first ever to win the RBA championship, and they defeated the Arizona Greenbacks all the way back in 2001 in five games when they were called the Scottsdale Scotties team. Personally, I think JR should not have let them win the championship given that they didn't bother to name their own team. Scotty Ollery was the head coach and uh, he never gave himself a nickname. And so he was, he was known as the Scottsdale Scotties team for that entire season before he left the league. Uh, in 2005, that franchise was in the hands of Jeff Florian. Jeff Florian, actually the third owner of that franchise. And the State College Cows, his State College Cows, won 57 out of 81 games that year and won the title over Matt Cooper's Las Vegas Effect. 
And then, as I said, in 2017, the Berea Bombers, in their third season under Mike Capatos, won the championship as well. They won 105 games that season. So anyway, the Berea Bombers have three league championships. They lost in the finals in 2020 as well, so four trips to the finals. And one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight now trips to the playoffs. That includes this season. The franchise is one of the charter franchises, one of five, I believe, charter franchises still in operation. All right, Susquehanna, as a franchise, has been around since 2007. They were inaugurated as the Gulf Coast Collective that year under Raymond Chafin, I think. I can never remember the different coaches. But uh, anyway, Gulf Coast was Gulf Coast for three seasons. Then they moved to SoCal. And then they were Chicago for a season. And then Susquehanna. Susquehanna, uh, let's see, Susquehanna has been around for five years now. And this is the franchise's, only the franchise's fourth trip to the finals, or fourth trip to the playoffs, I should say. And this is their second trip to the finals. They lost as SoCal in 2013 to, I believe, the Fort Duquesne Corsairs. They beat me in the first round of the playoffs that year. As I recall, I had a three-to-one lead against them, and they beat me. They had a better team, I have to say. They did. So anyway, a little bit of franchise history there for, for both franchises going to the RBA championship this season, RBA 2022. A little bit of news on the draft, although actually nothing's been finalized yet. So I guess the news isn't really that big. Um, we're still looking for a date, and it looks like either March 11th or March or I guess the weekend of April 1st. I think we're I think we've narrowed it down to those two. But uh we're still trying to work everything out as you all no doubt uh already know. So now let's take a step back in time. And uh and where we left off last month was at the end of 2017. So what I did was about a couple of weeks ago I played the uh the ass match for for 2017 and the champions match for 2017. And uh, and here goes on that. So I've got some information, and I'm going to have to be pulling this up as I as I go. But let's begin with the ass match, as we typically do. So in the challenger's corner from 2017, sporting an RBA record of 48, count them, 48, it won't take long, wins, and 114, that would take a while, losses, 48 and 114, and a replay average of exactly 48 wins across 20 replays. The 2017 Elm Grove Cardinals. Oh my God, this team. All right, so what gems lie ahead? What gems for us to discover on this roster? Well, the Elm Grove roster went in some order. Uh, Taiwan Walker, Gio Gonzalez, Matt Harvey, Clay Buckles, and Wade Miley. I believe that was the order. Walker, Geo, Harvey, Buckles, Miley. And a lineup of against righties uh, that went as follows. Colton Wong, Andrew McCutcheon, Brad Miller batting third, Will Myers hitting cleanup. Uh, anyway, <laughs> Kevin Kiermeyer, Justin Upton, Travis Shaw, and Jan Gomes. Oh, boy, that team. And uh, anyway, so that, those were your 2017 Elm Grove Cardinals. They were unsurprisingly the challenger or the ass of the 2017 replays that I ran about a month ago or a little more. Okay, the current ass of the league, our defending ass, if you will, sporting an RBA record of 37 wins, 
a record for ineptitude and 125 losses. How do you finish 11 games worse than the 2017 Cardinals? Answer, you are the 2016 Las Vegas effect. I should mention that the 2016 Las Vegas effect averaged uh, 43.0 wins per replay. And here is what was on that roster. All right, here goes. Let me find it. All right, Jeff Samarja, Chris Rusin, Matt Whistler. Most of these guys are relievers now, if they're even in the league anymore. Uh, Daniel Norris and Aaron Nola. Okay, that was the rotation for the 2016 effect. And the lineup against righties, Starling Marte led off, followed by Rajai Davis, Freddie Freeman, Jonathan Lucroy, Jock Peterson, and aging or aged uh, Jose Reyes, Jake Lamb, Starlin Castro batting eighth. Those are your 2016 effect. Oh boy, now this is an ass match between two uh, really, really bad teams, two of the worst in RBA history. So how did it play out? Well, let's uh, let's find out for ourselves, shall we? All right, game one was a 12 to 10 slugfest. And that game was won by the 2017 Elm Grove Cardinals, a five-run fourth inning. The Cardinals actually got nine runs in the first four innings. The effect got six in the first two. Like I said, it was a slugfest. Justin Upton goes three for four for Elm Grove. Uh, they hit The team hit three home runs, and they, uh, they overpowered Jeff Samarja and the powerless Las Vegas effect from 2016 to win game one of the ass match. Game two was a 7-5, another two-run differential there. Uh, this one was won by the 2016 effect, so they tie the series behind Chris Rusin. Um, yeah, so anyway, uh, looks like uh, Eugenio Suarez got three hits in that game for Vegas. Okay, game three. Five to one, not a particularly close game, but not an absolute blowout either. Won by the 2017 Elm Grove Cardinals. Yes, the Cardinals. A great pitching performance out of Matt Harvey. No runs in five innings, only five hits. And the Cardinals go ahead uh, two to one in the series. All right, so we go to game four. And this was a six to two uh, outcome, another four run differential there. Won by the 2017 Elm Grove Cardinals. Uh, nice start, I would say. Yeah, nice start by Clay Buckholes. Only one walk, seven hits across uh, six innings. Only two earned runs, two runs, period. And uh, let's see. So it looks like the 2017 Elm Grove Cardinals have a three-to-one lead, and they are they 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 might be uh, returning Las Vegas to the ass match from 2018. We'll see if they can put away the hapless, hopeless, helpless 2016 Las Vegas effect. We go to Game Five. Two to nothing. Only seven hits combined between the two teams uh, in this game. Two to nothing, and the game was won by the 2017 Elm Grove Cardinals. So as bad as that team was, they still managed to win the series four games to one over the even worse 2016 Las Vegas effect. Wade Miley threw a uh, complete game, actually shutout, no walks, only three hits, only three base runners. There might have been an error or something, but anyway, uh, there was one Elm Grove error. But anyway, a two to nothing win and a home run by Justin Upton in that game. Las Vegas loses and thus remains the ass in our 
ass matches series. They will play, they will go on to play the worst team from the 2018 replays in the next ass match in a couple months, maybe three months. We'll see with the draft coming up. So anyway, there you go. Those are those, those were the results of the 2017 ass match. Now on to the champions match. All right. So in this corner, being the uh, challengers corner from 2017. Sporting an actual RBA record of 96 wins, 66 losses, and get this an average of 105.4 replay wins. That's pretty impressive. The 2017 Dunedin Clear Blues. There are a lot of good teams in 2017, and this team stood out above the others in the replays. Not Berea, but Dunedin. Uh, so, what did Dunedin have going for them? Well, let's see. The rotation was DeGrom, Tehran, Santana, John Lester, and Aaron Sanchez. And against righties, uh, they had a lineup of, let's see, Joey Votto, Ryan Braun, Tyler Naquin, Adrian Beltre, still playing in 2017, Addison Russell, Daniel Murphy, Tyler Flowers, and Jeremy Hazelbaker. There's a name for you. All right, so anyway, they are the challengers and the current champ sporting an RBA record of 53 and 28. Think for a second about what that means. Our current champion goes all the way back to the old era when we played 81 games per team per season. 53 and 28, quite a record across 81 games. 104.1 average replay wins. The 2012 Fort Duquesne Corsairs, the team that won my all-time tournament at the end of uh, 2015. I guess I played it during, uh, during 2016 in the summer. Anyway, who was on this tremendous 2012 Fort Duquesne roster? The rotation went uh, in some order. Uh, Clayton Kershaw, Justin Verlander, Dan Heron, Ryan Vogelsong, and Irvin Santana. And the lineup against righties was, let me uh, pull it up here. Ben Zobrist, Andrew McCutcheon, Albert Pujols, Mike Napoli, Pablo Sandoval, Daniel Murphy, Yanel Escobar, and Kosuke Fukudome. All right, so how did this series, how did this series turn out? Well, let's find out. Game one was a four-to-nothing drubbing put on by the 2012 Corsairs. All four of their runs actually came in the seventh inning. Clayton Kershaw. Clayton Kershaw did what Clayton Kershaw so often does. Seven innings, no runs, two hits, three walks. So, yeah, a dominating performance. And uh, 2012, Fort Duquesne takes game one. All right. Game two was a 5-3 to three victory by 2017 uh, Dunedin. So the series is tied. 5-3 to three again was the final score. Uh, out of all Sanchez or Aaron Sanchez, whoever the pitcher was. <laughs> Probably Aaron. I don't know. Anyway, whatever. Uh, has a tremendous start. Seven innings, three hits, three walks, no runs. And uh, Dunedin ties the series. Uh, three for five outing by Adrian Beltre. We go to game three. Six to one in favor of the 2012 Corsairs. Two hits apiece for Zobrist, McCutcheon, and Pujols, and a great start by Dan Heron. Seven innings, three hits, one walk, four base runners, no earned runs. Uh, he was It was his turn to dominate. 26 batters faced in seven innings. <laughs> Jeez. And uh, 2012 Fort Duquesne, uh, Duquesne takes a 2-1 to one lead in the Champions match. We go to game four. Game four went 13. 15 innings. It was an epic battle. This was an epic series. I'll just go ahead and say that right now. 
13 innings, uh, seven to six final. Dunedin ties the series. Dunedin seven to six over Fort Duquesne. And uh, yeah, uh, Ryan Braun got four hits. That sounds impressive, and it is, but he did get seven at bats. Uh, four for seven for Ryan Braun, a couple of doubles in there, and uh, pretty impressive performance there by Dunedin. Great game. Cabrera gets the save. Uh, Mauricio Cabrera, I don't even know who that is. Anyway, probably somebody famous I'm forgetting. Anyway, Fort Duquesne loses the game, and the series is tied at two. We go to game five. 10 to 8. This one was a this one had a lot of scoring. So the starting pitchers did not pitch well, neither of them did. And the the, the 10 came from the 2017 Clear Blues. Look at this. Dunedin 2017 with a chance to knock out the 2012 Corsairs, a team that's been winning and winning and winning in these champions matches. Dunedin uh scores 10. And uh how about a three home run performance by Adrian Beltre? Three for five with three home runs. Okay, Fort Duquesne with their backs against the wall, coming into coming into game uh, six. Well, they had a nine to one lead going into the ninth inning, and they gave up seven runs, but not eight, only seven. So they hang on to win, sort of, <laughs> nine to eight. Uh, seven runs by Dunedin in the ninth inning. Uh, Volstad, uh, Chris Volstad, came in and just imploded. Finally, finally, the Corsairs brought in Mariano Rivera. And he gave up. He gave up a double and a run, uh, but he did manage to preserve the win. So we go to Game 7. Here we go, a Game 7 Champions match. Final score, 4-3. to three, And it was won in the ninth inning by 2012 Fort Duquesne. 2012 Fort Duquesne wins it in the ninth. 3-3 uh, three to three going into the ninth, and in the bottom of the ninth they win. Matt Garrier gets the win, the relief pitcher. Justin Verlander started that game. Uh, for Fort Duquesne and pitched okay, but, you know, didn't dominate. Pitched well, actually, but didn't dominate. Fort Duquesne gets the win anyway, and they will continue as the champion. Very impressive. Very impressive. Um, do I have time? Yeah, I guess I do. Let's do a brief recap of the champions matches and the ass matches. I think we got time for this. All right, so here's how the ass matches went. 0-1 Tallahassee. Um, defeated O2 Chicago. So O2 Chicago becomes the first ass. Uh, O2 Chicago then loses to O3 Vegas. Uh, then they lose to O4 State College. And then they lose to O5 Elm Grove. So Chicago was the ass for a while. O6, uh, sorry, O6 Arizona then lost to O2 Chicago to become the new ass. O6 Arizona then loses to O7 Gulf Coast. O6 Arizona then loses to the uh, infamous O8 Calrissians in seven, uh, before losing to the 09 State College Cows. So 09 State College becomes the new ass. They lose to 2010 State College in a battle of cows. And then 2010 State College loses to 2011 Fort Duquesne. 2011 Fort Duquesne loses to 2012 SoCal. No ass can remain the ass for more than one series, it seems. The hitless wonders, <laughs> the 2012 SoCal Templar Knights, then lose to the 2013 Silver City Vultures, a team that quite possibly was even worse than them. Oh, 2013 Silver City then loses to 2014 Arizona. 2014 Arizona loses to 2015. Oh, you know what? I'm saying this all wrong. Um, let's just say that the asses keep uh, keep turning over. 2014 Arizona um, defeats or hands over the assery to 2015 Fort Duquesne, who then hands it over to 2016 Vegas. 
2016 Vegas, in short, is the first repeat ass that we have had since the oh, since the 06 Greenbacks lost to the 09 Cows. I believe I've got that right. Apologies again for mixing up the winning and losing. You know how it goes. The the loser of the ass match becomes the new ass or or defends its assery, whatever. All right, let's go to the champions matches. 01 Fort Worth defeated 02 Walla Walla in a battle of the Adams. The Adam Goody Cooses. Uh, then 03 Elm Grove takes out 01 Fort Worth. 03 Elm Grove loses to 04 Elm Grove. 04 Elm Grove defeats 05 Arizona. So we have our first repeat or champion or whatever. And then uh, 04 Elm Grove defeats 06 Chicago and 07 Vegas before losing to 08 Buffalo. So 08 Buffalo is our new champ. 08 Buffalo defeats 09 Dunedin as well. And then 2010 Fort Duquesne. And then 2011 Elm Grove. That's a couple of Cardinals teams they've beaten before losing to 2012 Fort Duquesne. 2012 Fort Duquesne, after beating 08 Buffalo, beats 2013 Vegas, 2014 Fort Duquesne, 2015 Dunedin, 2016 Atlanta, and now 2017 Dunedin. They will play the winner of the 2018 replays in the next Champions match and see if they can continue this really impressive streak uh, any further. So let's uh, talk about the end of RBA 2017. Where were we? Uh, well, there was only one real transition to talk about, and that was that the Chicago wave, you remember the Chicago wave, they come and go every once in a while. They're always, uh, they're always coached by this guy. And that's right. And also, uh, and also, That's right. That's right. I had to get that right. Uh, anyway, coached by J.R. Richardson, um, Voldemort himself. Anyway, uh, they uh, J.R. handed over the reins, for, fortunately, to, um, I guess, John Ritchie, right? Uh, Chicago had taken over from SoCal, so this is the Susquehanna franchise. Uh, J.R. coached Chicago for that one season, being, that season being 2017, and then in 2018, hands it over to John Ritchie and the Susquehanna Spitfires. Okay, so here's the last thing that I would like to do for this episode of This Week in Fakeball. I would like to take a minute to tell you about the odds of winning the championship. That's right, I've computed odds from a couple of different sources for, for, to, for, for who will win between Berea and Susquehanna in about two months. Here we go. So if you use the actual runs for and runs against for the two teams involved, and you use the Pythagorean and all that sort of stuff, that Pythagorean winning percentage, the odds given are as follows. Berea has a 61% chance of winning the RBA championship to Susquehanna's 39. 61, 39 in Berea's favor. If you use my spreadsheet scores, which have the advantage of being, I guess you could say more up to date, but also the disadvantage of being less empirical. Here are the odds. Berea, only a 46% chance to Susquehanna's 54. So 61% for Berea or 46% for Berea, that's a big difference. Um, depending on which one you want to use or if you want to use some sort of average of those two, hey, go for it, knock yourselves out. But those are the odds that I have for those two teams winning 
uh, winning the RBA championship in just a couple of months when we have RBA weekend 2023. So should be exciting. Should be exciting. We've got one franchise that has never won and another franchise that has won three times, but the current coach has won only once. So anyway, that's uh, that's what we'll be all, I think I'll be looking forward to here in just a couple of months when it goes down. So I think that's it for today, folks. I will see you in about another month. Uh, until then, have a good one. And uh, yeah, I'll see you next time. <laughs>